Hello, this is Canary in a Coal Mine, and this is Jay Henry, the writer and voice of Canary P.I. It is June 7th, uh, as of this recording. Uh, we will be discussing The Curse of the Cadavers. Uh, later in this episode, we'll be joined by Frank Guglielmelli, who played Mick Mori. And, uh, you know, whatever he wants to add, you can talk about it. I gave him kind of free reign. And, uh... So, The Curse of the Cadavers is the second episode for season one, and it was actually the first episode that I wrote for it, so this was supposed to be the big intro episode for season one, but it just, it didn't get done in time. That's just how these things go, like, you're only as uh, fast as, you know, the last person to submit their lines, so sometimes it comes to a halt, but that's just how these things go like uh, i'm not throwing any shade at anyone that's just how this is how it goes life gets in the way or it's just a hard part it just takes a long time a lot of takes sometimes i write unintentional tongue twisters that really screw me up (laughs) speaking from my own experiences uh okay so it has more people in it than the black lords of mulgrave which was the first episode um i already already covered this uh so it is starring me, Jay Henry, as Canary P.I. as always, Frank Guglielmelli as Mick Maury, the mortician, and Jenny Dyer as Linda Valentine, the tragic lady who sets Canary straight. So last time I was tr- I was going easy on the spoilers, but, you know, the more I think about it, you know, if you're listening to this, you probably heard the episode, most likely, and I've already, like, uh, warned you, and I'm going to warn you again, so if you go any further, there's going to be spoilers. So, but you know, do, do, do what you like, like I said last time. So in this story, there's an outbreak of cat burglarings around the city. I like, I like that word, burglarings or burglarings. Burglarings? I don't know. So Mick, the creepy mortician, comes in claiming that the dead he's working on are somehow reanimating when he goes home late at night to pull off these cat burglaring heists. It is later revealed a master magician who is a type of Robin Hood travels from city to city all over the world and he steals from the unneeding and gives to the needy. And uh, in this case, he was hiding as a deceased person in the uh, in Mick's mortuary. And uh, because of his skills, his special skills, he's basically the best magician in the world and no one knows about him. He's able to slow his heart rate to appear dead and trick everyone. Dun, dun, dun. So I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, and um, so for this one, as I said last time, uh, every starting point was a classic monster. So this, this was originally um, supposed to be a mummy story. It was originally supposed to be mummies pulling off these heists and it was supposed to be like, take place in a museum. And I guess the cur- I guess the curator comes, but I, I don't know. I switched it all around, and it ended up uh, zombies instead of a mummy or mummies uh, doing it. And uh, the curator ended up as a mortician because that's just because that's just you know horror pay dirt mortician or an undertaker. That's that's great stuff. So where was I? Let me check my notes. Blah blah blah. Okay, so let's talk about Jenny Dyer. 
She first appeared in the Black Lotus of Mulgrave as Canary's mother, where she spoke in an American accent, so that might have fooled you at first, but she is not American. She is very British. And in this episode, she plays a tragic older lady, who's also British, named Linda Valentine. Uh, Jenny, Jenny is amazing, and she seems to have done it all. Uh, she's done theater, she's done movies, uh, commercial work, all kinds of things. Uh, her, res- her resume is head spinning, and I don't know why. I, I like I severely lucked out uh, roping her into this project. Uh, of course, especially in these early days, I found her on Reddit. Um, she was one of the early people I locked down for this project, I think. Um, and you know, after, after seeing her uh, credentials, it's kind of I'm kind of surprised she agreed to do it, and I'm kind of surprised that she keeps coming back. So that's uh. I take that as a big compliment that she would bestow her skills in this and she's very good and her acting is very good and her gear is very good and uh, it's just great having her. And she, she always seems down to do it. Uh, so in this story, she plays a character that sets Canary straight uh, that Mick Mori isn't the ghoul that he appears to be or the master cat burglar thief but he's actually um, a kind of a hero of the neighborhood who will oblige any budget to bury your loved ones. So he's actually not a bad person. He will bury the rich, he will bury the poor, he doesn't care, and he'll do his best work that he can do, no matter no matter the budget. And then we have uh, Price Burton, who played Panini, the Robin Hood Master Magician. He helped us in the beginning to kind of get our footing. Um, I don't know if he'll be back again, but uh, all the same, we thank him. And, uh, let me think here. Let me scroll down. Of course, this episode was a lot to edit. They, they all were, but, uh, this one ended up being the longest in season one, and it ran for 23 minutes, which is pretty long for Canary P.I. I usually, um, shoot for 15 to 20 minutes, but if it goes over 20 minutes, that's fine. Um... One of the stories that I did recently called Deadly Decadence that went over a little bit over a half hour. So I ended up splitting that one in half. So I think this one still remains as the longest single standing episode at 23 minutes. So there was lots of audio chopping and lots of learning as I go, especially at this age. Like everything was just honing my skill. And I mean, I'm going to do that until the day I die because you're, you're always learning. But uh I was making le- leaps and bounds at this point, and um, I learned a lot in terms of audio production. And uh, this one especially was a huge undertaking because it was just the longest one. Uh, and so last but not least, we have Canary P.I. royalty, Frank Guglielmelli. He is kind of a an audio drama Obi-Wan Kenobi to us. He's done this for a very long time, and he's been around the block with these audio drama internet shows. And uh, he's done he's done commercial work. He's appeared on PBS. Um, he's been on numerous shows such as Adventures of Federated Tech, My Amazing My Amazing Woman, and Marty and Mars, to name a few. He plays Mick Mori, who originally uh, I pictured as kind of a nervous, shifty, and uh, greasy kind of character. But I much prefer what he did with it. He did more creepy and calculator calculated and uh ghoulish 
which I, which you know was more of a hard take, which obviously I'm here for. In fact, here's Frank now with some words about Canary P.I. Take it, Frank. Hello, I'm Mick Mori, your friendly undertaker. And today we're here to talk about the curse, the cadavers. Ooh, what a spine-tingling fright that was. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Frank Guglielmelli. And... I, you know, I, I saw an ad from uh, from Jay Henry, and then I went back and, and I listened to the Black Lotus of Mulgrave, and I said, you know, this kid's got something here. Uh, got a good sound, he's got a good script, and then when he, when I read The Curse of the Cadavers, I said, oh, that is the part. That is just the part, and... What about it a couple ways? I know originally Jay wanted a little more comedy, but I thought the comedy would be in the fact that who this guy is and uh, uh, how serious he is and the jokes will just follow. Um, I've been doing this kind of stuff now, I guess about 10 years. Um, I taught school for 28 years. I taught high school. I taught middle school. Um, originally, I wanted to be a disc jockey. I wanted to go to school and be a disc jockey. And my old man back then in 1970 said to me, you know, you're going to go to school and you're going to spend all this money and you're going to wind up in bump." Arizona from midnight to 5 a.m. making $22,000. Is is that what you want, kid? Is that what you want? And I says, oh, no, Pop, you're wrong. I am going to be Howard Stern. And he looked at me very seriously. He said to me, and I'm going to be Joe DiMaggio. And I says, well, maybe you're right. So that's when I went into the school teaching business. But this was always in the back of my head, and I used to love telling stories to the kids and uh, reading and acting out the characters and the younger kids more than the older kids really liked it. So I realized that I had some kind of talent there. And after um, um, I retired, or actually right before I re started to retire, I started doing some of these audio dramas and I made a commercial and, and I said, this is me, this is my niche. And this is how I got to be where I am. Um, born and raised in South Philadelphia, right there in that Italian ghetto. My father was a Philly cop. My mother was one of those typical Italian homemakers. You know, she made the gravy every Sunday and all that kind of good stuff. And I, I after we finished the Curse of the Cadavers and uh, I played it for myself, I says, Oh my God, this is excellent. This is a, 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 a great story. We done real well, and I was really proud of it. I still am. And the only thing that's made me prouder than the Curse of the Cadavers is the Phantom Physicist, the Devil's Triangle, the Disorder in the Court, because we kept getting better and better with every episode as far as acting together as a team, and playing off one another 
And when it gets to the point, like I think it is with our group, where when you listen to it, you actually can, you actually feel as if we're all in the same room. And that's, that's what we sound like. And that to me is, is one thing that's important when you make these, uh, these kind of audio dramas. It, some of them sound like, well, this guy's here and this guy's there and things were spliced together. We sort of play each other off each other so well that we really do sound like we're in the same room and all our actors are getting better and better with every episode. Um, and that's pretty much where we stand with Canary in the in the coal mine. Anyway, we're going to send it back to Jay and let's see what Jay has to say. <laughs> so I think that'll do it for this episode. Uh, check us out on Twitter at RPCanaryPI. It's the same handle everywhere, so we shouldn't be hard to find. Uh, we're on Card Co. We just started an Instagram. We have we have all kinds of stuff. Google us if you if you or uh, I'll leave some links in the uh, description. And actually, I'll leave some links um, if you if you want to look up anyone's work that I mentioned and you know resume demo demo reels or whatever. I'll I'll put it in the description. So if you need someone for their uh, project, consider you know some of us. Or all of us. <laughs> we, we, we like doing stuff, so so let's let's collaborate. Okay, this is Canary in a Coal Mine, 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 mine. Talking about the Curse of the Cadavers. And uh, I think that'll cover it. Thank you.